I am woefully unequipped for the petting zoo story exchange. All right. Well, once again, I'm going to have to do all the heavy lifting. Welcome to Then You Ruined It, a podcast where two dorks try not to make a simple conversation weird and fail every time. So, uh, I know it's after Christmas, but here's a Christmas-ish story. All right. I was at the office the other day. They had sent out a thing saying that they were going to have a big Christmas celebration for the building. So, this wasn't put on by my company that only has two floors in this big building that we're in. Uh, The whole building was putting on a Christmas thing. And they were going to have free cookies and free eggnog and reindeer. And I'm like... That sounds dumb. But you had Steve at eggnog. Pro- <laughs> right? But That's where this is going. I will probably get cookies and eggnog. I was going to say, you're, you're a man who loves his nog. I am a man who loves his nog. But I wasn't. I, I didn't know if I was going to come in that day. I've only been going in some days. Some days I don't go in. But I, I ended up going in that day. And someone messaged the, the group Slack channel like, Hey, uh, there's cookies and eggnog downstairs. And I'll be honest, this is some pretty good eggnog. I'm like, well guess i'll go how should i go down in such a way that doesn't make me look like an office mooch because i have realized that i've become a bit of an office mooch do you have an office mooch um i mean we have they look this good we haven't been in an office for like two years now almost but i definitely was an office mooch i would only go get off my butt and finally go to whatever thing it was to get the food and come right back to my desk (laughs) so yes we have an office mooch. we have many and they're called creatives (laughs) I don't like the term office mooch. I wouldn't use it if I wasn't often referred to as an office mooch by people that I respect. (laughs) Okay. But, you know, they put the food in the office for a reason. It's to be eaten. Just because I eat it every time, and I'm usually the first one there when it's announced, doesn't make me a mooch. I am using the thing for the purpose it was intended. Also, that's all I'm going to say about it. Mooch to mooch. I'm just going to tell you your diatribe right there. Classic mooch. (laughs) I'm eating this food because it's here. And if I don't eat it, they're just going to throw it out. So we got to eat this food. And I mean, they, they brought it here. They want people to eat it. Food waste is a major problem in this nation because too many people are unwilling to mooch. (laughs) Mooch on, man. But will you take the hog slice? Have you, are you familiar with this term? No. Is that a euphemism? I don't know what that means. <laughs> so, all right. Let's say there is uh, donuts left out at work. All right. You, you took a donut. You ate a donut. The day has gone on. There's now three donuts left. You're still hungry. Do you take a donut? Yes. You take one of the last three. Okay. Oh, last right. three, definitely. Last one, debatable. Yeah, that was the question. That's the hog slice. Do okay. you take the last one? I, I have... I don't usually. I usually would would not. Especially if it's in somebody else's space. Because I know that they say, hey, we put this in this space for everybody to come get. So come get it. And then I would feel bad going to that space again after the initial offering and taking the last one. There have been times when I would do that and be like, you know, that they clearly are aware when somebody's hovering. (laughs) Go in there and just be like, oh, I see there's one left. Okay. And they're like, take it, please. We want them gone. It's like, sweet. Do you want to tell me again? Okay. okay. All I need is the verbal okay. But if I'm being judged silently, then I'll I'll leave. Because I've noticed that nothing causes more anxiety than there being just one left of something. 
because people will go and they'll see there's only one donut left. So they cut it in half and they take half. Then somebody else comes and they see there's only half a donut left. They don't want to take the last one. So they cut it in half and they eat a quarter of a donut. And this donut just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until there is like a 64th of a donut. And no one will eat it because they don't want to be me. Because I will take that last donut. And once again, not to toot my own horn, I'll throw the box away for you too. I'm a good person. And even though I mooched and ate five of those donuts, a little tip of my hat to you, my lady, I will throw away this box. <laughs> and then he just put it like by the trash can. It's like, well, it wouldn't fit, so I tried to throw it away, but I took it out of your space, and I think that's thanks enough. <laughs> now, I will say, you cut a donut in a half, you've already lost my interest. You've ruined the donut. <laughs> like, don't don't give me that. So, yeah, I, I would not cut it in half because I wouldn't want anybody to have to have face half a donut. We, we have that problem here at the house because we get the donuts for kids and we don't want the kids eating a full donut because that's a lot of sugar. So we'll cut them in half and say, OK, you can have half with breakfast and then, you know, half as dessert with dinner or something possibly. And then I go in there and I see, yeah, like you said, it's just there's no way this adds up to a regular, an actual donut. It's like here's a half, here's a quarter, here's a sixteenth. This is literally a bite. Here's an M&M. It's like, what? <laughs> happened in this box so i don't want to be that person at work so i would see a half a donut be like thank you very much for the offer i'll be returning to my cubicle now (laughs) fair enough fair enough so anyway i'm sitting there and i did some thinking okay so how do i do this i'm gonna plan this i'm gonna i'm planning on going to get lunch maybe i'll get eggnog on a cookie on my way back from lunch and then someone's like oh hey i'm putting a group together to go downstairs and get cookies and eggnog who wants to come I'm like, ooh, cover. I can act like I just want to be social. (laughs) This will be great. So I'm like, I guess you talked me into it. Lock computer and head to elevator. So we get down there, grab the cookies, grab the eggnog, and then I'm ready to head back upstairs. And one of the people in the group is like, hey, let's go find the reindeer. They're outside. She's like, oh, how do you know? I'm like, because they're reindeer. No one's going to bring them inside. (laughs) So, no, I'm pretty sure they're down down by the, the, the fountain. No, <laughs> they're reindeer. They're outside. <laughs> so we go down by the fountain in this nice little foyer area. No reindeer. Yeah, they're outside. Like, well, let's go outside then. Like, well, now we're going outside to a petting zoo. I'm going to be an almost 40-year-old man at a petting zoo. Trying just to sneak away from this group to go back and drink his eggnog and have his cookie. We go outside to this petting zoo. Sure enough, there's two reindeer outside where reindeer belong. <laughs> As anyone who's ever interacted with a reindeer would tell you, you don't bring them inside your corporate setting. You leave them outside in their little pen there. And as soon as I got there, I'm like, holy crap, I really want to pet that reindeer. <laughs> and all my cynicism, all my bitterness just left me. And I was a kid at a petting zoo. <sighs> And there was a nice lady holding, handing out raisins. Like, here, who wants to feed these reindeer? I'm like, ooh, I do. <laughs> Give me a fistful of raisins, woman. Let's do this. You've uh, devolved from mooch, and now you're your your child that shouldn't be at this place. I was not the only one. There was uh, a lot of people trying to feed these reindeer, and these reindeers were loving it because they got a butt ton of raisins. So you know what? The reindeers won. All these other people 
just like letting all the stress of COVID and work and dealing with modern society just melted away as they pet a magical animal from the frozen north. I like to think it also had something to do with the cookies and eggnog. Like that loosened it up and like got you in the holiday spirit. It's like, oh, these things, you know, that I equate them with with Christmas time. So, yeah, it's that's that's good. And then you like you said, you were against the notion of petting the reindeer. I almost said unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> that's the same. If there was a unicorn, I would have pet that, too. Yeah. Yeah, you should have. Um, yeah. And, and then you see it and you're like, whoa, that's actually a reindeer. That's so cool. And, you know, that's, yeah, inclination. You got to go pet it. And that, then you're you're there. Like, as soon as it you, like, touch its nose, it's just like, oh, man, it's Christmas. This is great. <laughs> you just pull it aside, like, can I tell you my Christmas wish? Will you get it to Santa for me? Yeah, that, that that's when the, the whole thing devolves. And suddenly you're the man <laughs> riding the, the reindeer <laughs> through the lobby <laughs> with your eggnog. Merry Christmas, everyone! I freed Cupid! Yes. He told me his name. Now we're going to lunch. <laughs> so, uh, what is your best slash worst petting zoo experience? I don't think I have any. I didn't really go to any as a kid. <laughs> we didn't have a whole lot of petting zoos where I grew up. I didn't go to the zoo, Steve. I went inside and played video games. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It's I didn't have access to one. I had to drive two hours to get to a zoo. See, I don't believe that because petting zoos just randomly appear in random rural locations. I I feel like they would have, and I mean, I lived in like a farm area, so I'm I'm sure I'm racking my brain to like think of like I knew what it was, but I feel like I didn't really get to know what a petting zoo was until I moved to Virginia, where I live now, which makes no sense. I lived in Kansas. You think petting zoos happen all the time there, but I mean, I, technically, you get like two animals together and they're in a pen. Maybe you got a petting zoo. Unofficially, but you're basically only if you can pet them. If you have animals you can pet, it's a petting zoo. Okay, so if I went in somebody's backyard and they had like two dogs, that's a petting zoo. Like in your sad little life where there were no petting zoos, sure, yeah, go pet some people's dogs, Jason. You need to go pet some things. I mean, I have since when I've gone, like you know, take my kids to them, and that's uh, nothing really bad ever happened. Unfortunately, no goats (laughs) attacked, no geese bit any children so i mean yeah I, I am woefully unequipped for the petting zoo story exchange all right well once again i'm gonna have to do all the heavy lifting <laughs> all right so i grew up in rural idaho where petting zoos were a dime a dozen we had a petting zoo every time the fair came through we had a petting zoo at the big pet store in town we had a petting zoo at the zoo the zoo's just like yeah some of these animals you can pet don't pet those they're bears um <laughs> Also, where's Marv? He's the one that watches the petting zoo, and he's on break. That's how that child got eaten by that bear. There's a very clear delineation. Pet these, not those. So we were driving to southern Utah. This is back when we lived in Salt Lake. And we were going to go have a wonderful family week in Zion's National Park. So we're driving down on a Monday. And we stop at a gas station about halfway between the two. And... It was one of those gas stations that also has like a, a Dairy Queen in it because, you know, you got to get a little more white trash. And we're in line at the Dairy Queen and I look out the window and there's a sign that says Petting Zoo. I'm like, 
is there a petting zoo over there? And he's like, yeah, but it's it's closed on Mondays. I'm like, oh, that's a bummer. And so we go after we're getting the food. and like, let's just go walk around, see what they got. We can stop here on the way back if it's worth. And so we go up to the side of the thing and it says, sure enough, petting zoo closed Sundays and Mondays. And uh, we're, we're looking around and a bunch of like sheep and goats and stuff are coming up to us because they're like just right there. And we're like, oh, hey, look, you can pet the sheep and pet the goats, pet the llamas. There's another place where there were some deer that would come up to you. And then you look off in the distance and you see a zebra. And you're like, I've never pet a zebra. And you turn to your son, who at this time is three, and you're like, look, we could pet a zebra. He's like, I want to pet the zebra. And really, this was all part of your elaborate scheme to come back to this petting zoo when it's open so that you could pet a zebra. So you promise your son and your wife has to agree. We're going to pet that zebra when we come back through. Because, you know, it's the perfect place to stop. It's halfway between stop and finish. Got to get gas and food anyway. Might as well check out this free petting zoo and pet a zebra. Literally, nothing can go wrong. So we go, we have a great time. And the whole way back, all we can think about is zebra, 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 zebra. This is going to be awesome. Get to the petting zoo. It's open. We go and we like we're like we're gonna pace ourselves. We're gonna build up to the zebra. We're gonna pet all these animals that we already pet before. We pet them when it was closed, but you know now it's time for the main attraction. Let's go get the zebra. The zebra took one look at us, is like, and walked away, and we couldn't even pet it. We got shot down by the diva of the petting zoo. I mean, to be fair, it was his day off. No, it wasn't his day off. He, his day off was Monday, and everyone else who also that was their day off, they put in a full shift anyway because they respect the game. He, on Saturday, his day on the calendar, still a striped jerk. I feel like if it was a horse, like they're native enough to America that you you would be okay feeling like slighted. But Zebra, I feel like, gets enough of a pass. Like, he's he's more akin to being Africa, and I see... <laughs> it's it's thanks to the Lion King, but I see it as more... Or maybe uh, uh, um, coming to America. I see it as more of a royal place. <laughs> and so he is royalty. And so you don't deserve to pet the Zebra. Like, if my daughter petted a Zebra at the safari park we went to fairly recently, I felt like she was, she was very privileged. Like, she got to pet a Zebra. If it's a horse, whatever, it's a horse. Cow, sure. Even like some of the other, like a, a big bison comes lumbering up and you get to reach out and touch its fur. I mean, that's cool, but bison are all over the place. Zebra? I feel like they don't that happen as much in America. So yeah, it, you didn't deserve to. If we were at like Africa and on <laughs> safari and a zebra strode out into a clearing with the sunlight behind it and birds bowing to it and it came forth and allowed my daughter to gently place its hand upon her. Yes, you would be right. Here's the thing, Jason. It was a petting zoo at a gas station. This zebra has fallen far from this point in its life. It is a dumpster zebra at this point. It has nothing better than to let me and my son pet it, and it still shot us down. (coughs) I will not be talked down to by a gas station zebra. I I really feel like all this language is going to get us in trouble. (laughs) Dumpster zebra feels like it's it's a bridge too far. I'm gonna, I'm gonna condo- I'm I'm gonna condemn your language, sir. How dare you? Also, yes, if it's a zebra at a petting zoo in a gas station in Idaho, it's fallen far from grace. This is how it pays for its heroin, Jason. I am doing it a favor. Now, let's not. Uh, no, I, it, it's it's fallen far enough. Let's not give it a heroin habit. Let's. <laughs> let's 
Give us some respect. I've got those zebra tracks. Yikes. See, I was going to ask if, uh, because the animals, why do they get off on the Sunday? That's probably because it's their Sabbath. (laughs) (laughs) And yes, I thought of that five minutes ago, and I've just been waiting for you to stop talking. (laughs) Good story. I appreciate Dumpster Zebra, but I didn't have to get that stupid pun in. Thank you. I, I'm not mad anymore. Your pun has healed my bitter heart and made me forgive that zebra. It truly is a Christmas miracle. Praise be. That'll do it for this episode. Boy, I sure did ruin that. If you still need more, head on over to Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Ziggler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. 